0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gavin with Gab. Um, today I am doing something different than what I originally had planned. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I don't really know how to explain it, so let's just get started. first of all i have a little bit of a cold so bear with me if i sound terrible um and i'm a little sniffly um but anyways also can we just talk about real quick how good dr pepper is like i love dr pepper i'm drinking it right now and the last sip i just had i was like that is so good like what the fuck do they put in that soda that makes it delicious i'm very particular with sodas too like i don't like super sweet sodas like my favorite sodas are Dr. Pepper and, like, Coke Zero because they're not that sweet. Like, I don't really like, like, Pepsi because I feel like it's too sweet compared to Coke. And, like, I like Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke is fucking good. Um, but, like, and Sprite, I have to be in the mood for, but I do, like, a good Sprite. But, like, anything else, like, I'm, like, like, orange soda, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. No way. No way would I do that. Um like I was at Seven Eleven with my friend yesterday and like we were looking at the sodas and like they had grape Fanta I was like who even buys regular fucking orange Fanta let alone grape who's buying grape Fanta no one likes grape flavored things Sour Patch Kids released the whole thing it's just grape who the fuck is buying the grape what market are you mar- like what what <laughs> what market are you trying to aim for right now Sorry, I'm watching this, like, garbage can blow by my window right now. But, yeah, like, who who the fuck is buying grape? Like, there is no really good grape-flavored things. Like, I love grapes. grape flavor things? Disgusting. I, I hate it. Like, there's nothing good grape-flavored. Like, I can't. Like, the only decent grape-flavored thing is, like, a grape Jolly Rancher. But that's only, like, it's not, like, the first pick. Like, grape is never a first pick. Um, like, I'll go there if, like, they don't have blue, they don't have red. Like, I'm, like, on, there's, like, only a few options left. I'm, like, oh, I guess I'll get grape. Like, if there's just a bowl of grape jelly ranches, I guess I'll take one. Like, no one's picking out grape first. Like, same with, like, the grape lollipops. I've never eaten one, I don't think. Like, a grape dum-dum. I think I always, whenever I get it, I would put it back. I'd be like, no, I want an actual good flavor. <laughs> okay, so I got curious about the Dr. Pepper flavors, because I'm looking at the can, and it says 20, a blend of 23 flavors. And it's cola, cherry, licorice, um, amaretto, and which is like almond, vanilla, blackberry, apricot, blackberry. I just said blackberry. There is blackberry listed on here twice. Okay, I thought I was just making it up. Caramel, pepper, anise sarsaparilla ginger molasses lemon plum orange nutmeg cardamom allspice coriander juniper birch and prickly ash that sounds like a really weird spice cabinet in a drink but i really don't give a fuck because it tastes so good like oh my god i just had like a flashback to that one dude in the commercial like the really tiny guy that just like pops up and is like drink a dr pepper and then he starts like singing or some shit so goofy um why is it now saying 27 flavors tomato what 10 things you didn't know about dr pepper let's see this so dr pepper has ties to paranormal activity Um, you can take a a trip to Texas, um, build the soda, and then go on a ghost hunt after dark. That's kind of dope. Um, people will make just about anything, Dr. Pepper, from jelly beans to actual, ew, actual baked beans to cotton candy to Stubbs barbecue sauce. And you can get a candle and pulled pork that's the only thing that sounds decent is the jelly beans like i feel like dr pepper should just be its own thing like the dr pepper capital of the world isn't texas the roanoke valley in virginia was given the designation back in 1957 because it has it broke records of mass consumption of the beverage i don't know why i'm finding this so interesting oh my god the slogan is 10 2 and 4 o'clock is due to human fatigue and midday sugar crashes. Um, It's the oldest major soft drink brand in America. It was created one year before Coke in like the 1800s. Damn, it was created in 1885 by a pharmacist. That's so goofy. Hmm. Like that's just insane to me, wow. And Congress once classified it as a food that is crazy to me. I have never thought that deeply about Dr. Pepper. And I just went into a little rabbit hole. Um, so that's crazy. Speaking about research, that actually <laughs> gears perfectly into my topic <laughs> that I wanted to talk about today. Um, so I have to do this essay for English. And it's about like poetry. And I like poetry a lot. Like it's It holds a special place in my heart but it's like we have to analyze a poem that relates to our future major and then we have to like find research to back it up and i'm getting all confused and it was it was due yesterday too and i still haven't done it um <laughs> but the thing is like th- like i don't have just when i think of my future like first of all i see it in pictures like i don't even see it in words like there's so and i don't fall into one specific category like doctor you could just pick medicine like that's so fucking easy but like there are so many things that i want to do in life like i don't fit into a distinct category and i was talking to my therapist about this and i was like when i see my future there are so many different avenues that i want to go down like i love fashion i love doing this like just talking and like if that helps one person oh my gosh that makes my day because i've been through so many experiences in my life and like, yes, those experiences, a lot of them cause a lot of pain, but I learned from them and I just love to pass along what I have learned from experiences and use that to help other people. And then like, I love fashion. I don't know if I said that already or I don't know. I don't know if I said already. I'm kind of blanking out. Like, and then I love business and different ventures, like I want to travel like there's so many different things and none of the poems that i'm finding like she changed the prompt a little bit to be anything that you're passionate about but the problem is i'm not fucking passionate about any of these poems like about my passions so i'm like like i love english and like i love writing like and that's another thing i want to do like there are just too many things for me to pick from and i'm like this is so difficult So now I'm like, I still haven't written the essay. I don't really fuck with the format. And the thing is, I'm like, I don't usually struggle with writing like this. Like, I've never had such difficulty starting a fucking essay. (laughs) And I don't know what it is. But today, it's just not it. So that's another thing I have to do. I literally went home early. So today, I, first of all, I emailed my micro-professor. Because I have a class at like 930 it's so early it's so early and i'm like i don't want to drive there in the traffic and like this is my third time in a row not going to that class so then i just emailed him i'm like yeah i'm sick like meanwhile it's really just i'm sick of fucking showing up like i'm like i'm perfectly functioning like like i'm fine like it's not like i'm like dying or anything like i just have a sniffly cold like but i can function in society And then, so the way my schedule is, it's, like, a 9.30 class. Then I have a break for an hour and a half. Then I have a 12.15 class. Then I have another break for, like, an hour and a half. And then I have a 3 o'clock class. And my 3 o'clock class, it would just be ending, like, right now. And, like, last class, he spent an hour just trying to figure out how, like, to graph something on, like, the calculator. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I can't. I'm not sitting there. I'm not going to be here for another four hours sitting just like watching him try to figure shit out like I'm not doing it like I could do better things so then after my twelve fifteen class I, that was the only one I went in for I left and I came home I made food and now I'm doing this is the first thing I'm doing today and that's okay like it's okay if you're not as productive as you would like to be because everything will get done Like last night, I was trying to do my essay and I was just like, I have an idea of what I want to do, but like, I just, the words aren't coming out. And it was like, it was due at midnight uh, online. And I was like, it's not coming together. It's not going to be a cohesive thing. So I'm like, whatever. I'll put it, I'll turn it in a day late. I'll do it tomorrow because I have to wake up early. Like, I would have to wake up early today anyway. Like, I was, like, there's no point in trying to stay up and, like, rush this. Like, when I could be doing other things, like, I'm, like, Gabby, you are too stressed right now. You you don't have the energy to do this. Like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to do this right now. Like, guess you pushed it off a little bit, but okay. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll take, like, a point off if that means, like, it's going to be a better essay, you know? Because it's just the outline, too. It's not even the actual essay that's due but it's like the outline for the essay and that's also why I'm getting like stressed because it's like my first essay for this class. Like I don't really know exactly how I want to write it and it's like the outline, I'm not really like, like the template for it, it's not my favorite. I'm not really loving it. So I might do something completely different and change up from the outline and like just write. I think what I'm gonna do after I do this, I think I'm just gonna write my essay And then, like, whatever thoughts I have. And then try to fit them into, like, the outline almost. And then make it into a cohesive sentence and, like, paragraph. Um, Because I feel like just starting, like, it's like building a house. Like, you can't just build the house right away. Like, you can't put the roof on if there's no foundation and walls. Like, you have to start, like, with the foundation. And that takes a lot. It takes (laughs) a lot out of you. So... I'd rather have, like, a good foundation and then work from there than have something that collapses while I'm writing it. The other night, I had this dream about this one kid. He came back into, like, my life. And, like, after he left me for someone else, and I was, like... I literally... First of all, this dream felt so real. I was, like, what the fuck? You left me for this person, like, and now you're coming back? And then I was processing it, and I was like, the fact is, like, I would have taken him back, like, a few months ago. Like, if if I would have had this dream, like, in August, I'd be like, oh, I know I would take it back if he came back. But then I was checking my phone, like, frantically to be like, please tell me I didn't do something stupid, like, while I was half asleep. I was terrified. I was like, I don't want this energy back in my life. Like... Certain people don't deserve to be in your life and that is okay. Like sometimes you outgrow each other. Sometimes you were never meant to be together more than like a month or so. Like for that short period of time, that is okay. And like if you hold on to someone longer than they're supposed to be in your life, it will backfire. Trust me. This person was probably supposed to leave my life like December, January. He really like started like he like he like pretty much disappeared. The person that I knew the version that I knew disappeared in March. He stuck around, his body stuck around till June. And like those three months from March to June were absolute hell. Like our relationship was the worst it had been ever. And like that's because I was holding on to someone that wasn't really there and wasn't even honestly real. That person was never real that I thought if like I like he at one point in March, this is when he like this is when he really left. He said that he needed space. But that person, like, that needed space never came back. Like I had like blinders on and like I just didn't want to accept the fact like he was gone for good before he actually walked out. And like that's a tendency like I would have. Like I would just not accept the fact that like people aren't meant forever. Like and but now I'm like, well nothing's permanent. Like I got tattoos I got a few tattoos the other day. I love them by the way. But then like people were saying they're like, I can't like I could never do that. Thinking like something is like permanently on me for the rest of my life. But the way I think of it is we're not even here permanently. Like, okay, it's on me for the rest of my life, but like I'm not permanent. Like, I would hate to live a life where I look back and there are so many regrets because I was too scared to do something. You cannot be too scared to do something. If you're not scared, you'll be living your life very comfortably. And yes, that is okay for some people, but a lot of times you're not going to end up being satisfied if you live a comfortable life. When you think about it, some things just aren't compatible in life, and no matter how hard you try, they will not mix. Like, think about it, oil and water, you could put them in a water bottle, you could shake them up as much as you can, you could consistently shake the bottle for an hour. After probably a few minutes, it'll be completely separated. And certain things just aren't meant to mix and that's the same with people like you could try and try so hard or like a puzzle you could try so hard to fit the piece right in next to one piece next to the other and it just won't work it won't work because those two pieces aren't meant to go together certain things aren't meant to go together and that's fine you can't force something to fit when you think of your life you have to think of it as a complete puzzle You are the border. You have to really get to know yourself. And you have to know, well, what hurts me? What are my insecurities? What are my strengths? How can I turn my weaknesses into more strengths? And then you have to sit with yourself. And you have to figure out how to be complete by yourself. You can't look for other people to complete you. You really can't. You are the border of your puzzle. You can't really do much with your puzzle. You could have a few pieces that go together. But unless you have a border, you're not really gonna know where those middle pieces go. Then, the middle pieces are your friends, your family, people that mean a lot to you. And they don't complete you, but they contribute to your happiness in some formal way. And once you have the pieces, you could put them together. But without that border, you're not gonna have a strong sense of who fits in your life and where they fit. Like certain people just aren't meant to be there, no matter how hard you try. And like when certain people don't complete the puzzle, certain people are that missing puzzle piece that you'll never find. They were under a couch because you push them away. Certain people are gonna be the random puzzle piece that gets in there from a different box, and then you're like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like a picture of a whale on this one. Meanwhile, you're trying to do a house. Like where does this whale go? (laughs) Certain things just don't mix and that's perfectly fine. And it's all about accepting that that you can't force things to fit into your life. Like I've tried to do that so many times and it honestly just pushes everything further away from you that you deserve. Like, Or if you try to hold someone into your life, think about it like you're walking a dog and they're on the leash, and this dog really wants to go this way, one way, and but you're trying to pull it the other way. The dog's going to keep resisting. The dog is going to keep pulling the other way. Then that leash is going to slip out of your hands, and that dog is going to run away. You don't know if that dog's coming back. You don't know where that dog's going. But if you work with the dog, you guys can go together and figure it out. But that tension, that pulling the one way when that person doesn't want to go that way, they're going to be that dog that slips and runs away. You have to be very careful with how you treat people and you have to really think about how those people contribute to your life and do they contribute more good than bad? Like I allowed people to stay in my life that really just ended up hurting me because I was too afraid to be alone. Meanwhile, I wasn't even gonna be alone. Like, I have certain best friends that were there for me but I didn't see it because they didn't fit with the scheme of what I thought was the best for me. Like, it's it's just, you have to think about how, how do these people actually affect me? And you can't be afraid to be alone. You have to learn how to be alone. Being alone is one of the most important things you have to learn. Because people often confuse lonely and alone. And lonely is mostly not a choice. Lonely is more of a feeling that you feel like you have nobody. Being alone leads to you being able to be independent. Like It is important to be alone at some points, but you also have to accept help. There's a balance between every single situation that you can find yourself in. You really just have to learn what's best for you. And it's a lot of inner work. You really have to sit with yourself and be like, well, how does this make me feel? Write everything down. When when you're feeling stressed, write it down. When you're feeling upset, write it down. When you're feeling happy, write it down. Because then when you're feeling a different emotion, like say you're feeling sad, you could flip back to your happy page and be like, oh, well, I am grateful for this in my life. I'm grateful that I have this in my life and you can focus somewhere on the good. Meanwhile, when you're in a good place, you could be like, well, what do I need to work on right now? That since I'm in a good place, I have the ability to work on something new in my life. Like, I have, like, I can work on some deep-rooted shit that I haven't worked through yet. You can't just... You can't just block out certain things that happened because you want to avoid the fact that they happen. That is so detrimental to your health. If you just be like, well, it's okay. Like, I'm just gonna avoid it. I'm gonna bottle it up. That is so horrible. I've done that. I did that for eight years and it caused me to explode. Like you keep shoving things. If it's like, if you have like a trash can You keep shoving things in there, shoving and forcing things in there. Eventually, it starts off with one plastic cup. Next thing you know, it's overflowing. You can barely close the lid. One day that lid's going to pop open because there's too much pressure in there. The built up of that shit that you're holding on to causes an explosion and it's going to affect everyone else around you. You really have to be careful, not only about how things affect you, about how they are going to affect others and the people that care about you. Like I have been one of those people that accidentally hurt people around me because I didn't take into account like what my actions were doing. I was like, well, I'm in a bad place. Like, okay, like you can be in a bad place, but that doesn't give you the right to be a horrible person you could be going through something horrible but that doesn't give you the right to take it out on everyone else especially people that are trying to hurt you you can't when once your emotions start to affect other people at a certain extent that's when you really have to reel it in and be like what the fuck is going on with me especially if it's something you're avoiding and you're not working through you have to work through it you have to accept the fact that it's going to take work but you need to be you need to get better like it's, it's hard it really is hard i'm not saying it's easy but and there's ups and downs like you're going to go back into a dark place it's not you crumbling and failing and healing the pain means you're healing because think about it if you have an open wound you have to clean that wound so it doesn't get infected and usually when you clean a wound it stings like a bitch. And then it gets itchy when it starts to scab. You want to pick at it, but you know you shouldn't. Sometimes you pick at it, it bleeds again. And you have to rebandage it, re-clean it, whatever. Eventually it's healed, though. Sometimes you have a scar left behind, sometimes you don't. But it's healed. Sometimes it takes days, sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it may fucking take years. But you'll get there. And that's one thing you cannot give up on the hope that you'll get there because you will. It's, it's a long process. No one ever said it was easy. And whoever says it's easy is a fucking liar. I will tell you that whoever says healing is an easy thing. Healing is not meant for the faint of heart. But oftentimes the softest hearts have to heal the most. When you, it's such a gift but a curse at the same time to have such a a soft heart because you get to feel everything. You can feel all of the amazing things going on. You get excited about the little joys, but then it also can become very dark very quickly because you feel everyone else's pain. A lot of times you take on the pain that other people hold and it feels soul crushing. And then there are times where you just want to shut it all off, but you can't. You can't shut it off because it's so hard to fucking turn it back on. Whenever, like, especially in my darkest times, I would be like, I just want, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. And then when it would be off, I'd be like, I just want to feel something. I don't care what it is anymore. That's why writing that shit down is so important because then all the times you're like, I want to turn it off. I want to turn it off. You have to be like, look what I was begging for when they were off. I was begging for someone to turn them back on. Didn't matter how bad it fucking hurt. I was like, I want them back on. So now every time that I feel like some sense of pain, then I'm like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Like I'm hyperventilating. I don't know what's next. I'm like, but I was also the girl who was begging to feel something. Just a few months ago, just a year ago, I just wanted to feel something, because it spiraled into me going into almost a self-harm route. It was a self-harm route. I wanted to feel something so bad, I would hurt, like, myself in different ways just to feel something. I would drink to feel things, like, I would smoke just to feel the fire in my lungs. Like, I wanted to feel something so badly. I don't want to get into too much depth, but I wanted to feel something so badly that, like, I would do horrible things to myself. I would surround myself with horrible people. Constantly surrounding yourself with horrible people that you know are bad for you is another form of self-harm. Like, you could say just because I cut my wrist doesn't mean I don't self-harm, but that is not true. Self-harm is causing any form of, like, danger or unhealthy situation to your life. It doesn't matter if it's a physical danger. It's still, you're harming your mental health. Your mental health is so important. Your brain takes you through and controls you. Like, your brain is what controls your body and tells it what to do. If you're not taking care of your brain, there's something wrong. You have to you're gonna have some form of an issue like underlying with that like your brain is like it's the leader like you have to take care of yourself you have to and even if that's just drinking a sip of water you can start small you can start really fucking small and that's still a big progress and just getting out of bed brushing your teeth combing your hair these are all little achievements but when you do those little achievements write them down and then you can see how far you get like celebrate those little accomplishments (laughs) be like look what I did today I got out of bed today I'm so proud of myself I drank a glass of water today even that's the only thing I had I drank a glass of water today and I had then the next day I had a full meal and it was nutritious, and I'm taking care of myself. That is the most important thing. You have to take care of yourself. I don't know how much I can stress that. You really have to take care of your body and, like, take care of your mind. Like, it's the little steps. And just because you're not exactly where you thought you'd be at that moment doesn't mean you're failing in life. Just because you're not where you want to be on your timeline doesn't mean you're failing in life. Like, there is no set timeline for you. No one wrote the timeline. Just because this person is doing this thing, this person doing this thing, and you're doing this thing, and you guys are all on different scales, doesn't mean that your accomplishments are any less than that person's accomplishments. And also, your contribution to someone's accomplishments or someone's contribution to your accomplishments does not diminish the accomplishment in any way shape or form you still accomplish something your accomplishments you have to celebrate them no matter how big or small they are so important because the small ones eventually add up you get more motivation every small accomplishment you take you have to start small like No one can, like, fucking build a giant-ass house without building a model first. You have to start small. Like, it's the little things that really do matter. The last thing I really want to talk about today is when I realized this 11th grade, I was in physics class, and I was sitting there, and, like, the radiator was, like, making a bunch of noise and like I didn't really process how loud the radiator actually was until it stopped it stopped and I was like whoa it is so quiet in here and it's similar to your mental health you don't realize how much you are screaming for help even if it's just yourself or how someone else is screaming for help until that screaming stops like the minute like when I first got help I was like I didn't realize how bad it actually was. The minute, like, my brain stopped trying to crush me, I was like, oh my God, I was in such a dark place. And I didn't realize how dark it really was. And then I was able to take more approaches to stop myself from ever going back into that spot. Like, you don't know how loud you are screaming until your brain just stops screaming at you. And same with other people. You don't know how loud they are screaming for help until their screaming stops. Like a lot of times you don't see it, what other people are going through. You don't know like what someone else is going through. No matter if you hear it or not, you're not going to be able to understand it. A lot of times you can't understand something unless you make yourself understand it. And still, even sometimes you just won't get it until you go through it. There are only certain things you can only understand by going through them, and but certain things are so painful that you don't want anyone to ever experience them. You want someone to understand, but you don't want them to understand for their sake. Like, it's painful that you, that's why it's so important that you also surround yourself with people you know, like they know what you're going through. Like, certain things, it's so hard to talk to someone about, Because they don't get it. They really don't get it. There are certain experiences I will never understand. there are certain experiences my friends won't understand. And I don't want them to. Like certain things you just want someone to know. Without them actually having to go through the hell of knowing. And it's hard. Because it's like, well how can I actually talk to you? Without... You knowing what this is, and that's another reason why I 1000% support anyone going to therapy because and finding the right therapist for you because they will be that person that are like, Well, this does happen, this is normal, and this is okay, it is okay to feel these things. Like, at one point, like, I felt completely numb, like, I was in therapy, and I was like, So upset because, like, not even like upset, upset. But, like, I just felt, like, disappointed because I was, like, I went through so much and, like, I was doing so good. I was doing amazing. This was, like, within the first year of me going. I was, like, I'm doing, I was doing amazing. And now I don't feel anything. And it sucks. But it was, like, an emotionless feeling. Like, it's just, like, whatever. Like, my therapist was like, well, Gabby, that's normal. Grief takes a lot out of you. A lot of people don't know this. um, But so a little bit of my background is I lost my mom when I was eight. And I didn't start going to therapy till I was right before my 16th birthday. Like, it took eight years for me to go. And she was like, Gabby, grief takes a lot out of you like that's normal being you lost someone who was so important to you like that is completely normal to feel empty at certain points that's there's going to be a void in your life like that is okay Like you can't punish yourself because of your feelings and like I get it now like your feelings you can't control them and you can't punish yourself because of how you feel even if you know maybe I shouldn't feel this way you still feel it write it down like y- it's okay to feel these things like it was a certain point and like I just it was so bad I I used to never be able to even talk about my mom without like getting upset. Or like the fact that she wasn't here, like, like whenever people would bring her up, like I would just avoid the question. I would avoid like anything talking about my mom. I loved her so much, and like I do miss her a lot. And I definitely needed her during some things, but also like she sent me two of the most amazing godmothers ever, like that have been with me through everything. And like I take that experience now. And I learned from it. Like, my life would be completely different if she, was, if she was here, but you can't play the what if game. You can't play, well, what if she made it? What if this person never left? What if I never got in this car on that day, at that time? What if we left five minutes later? You can't play the what if game because you'll never fucking know. There are so many other things to go completely different. So you just got to be like, well, these are the cards that I was dealt. Because overthinking any of that won't change what happens. It's not going to change anything. You're just going to get yourself more stressed out. It's not going to help in any way. You just got to be like, well, shit happens. I learned from it. And yeah, it's fucking shitty, but that's life. Some things don't go the way you want them to. But then that just gives you more motivation to make something go your way. Like, you don't get amazing success right away, no matter what field it is. Like, there's always some form of improvement that you could create. Like, you want to start a business? Okay, how can I make it better? Like, even if it fails the first few times, how can you make it better? Maybe this isn't meant for me. Maybe I'm supposed to do something else with this knowledge that I just learned and start something different. Like... Your life can go so many different directions. And it's completely up to you on how you do it. Like, there there are so many different ways your life could go. I kinda got lost in my own brain. But pretty much what I'm saying is, it's up to you to take care of yourself. It's okay if you don't know where you wanna go in your life. And it's okay if you end up somewhere completely different than you planned. Nothing is set in stone. You can change shit. And like you have to learn from your own situation. Like it's up to you to control your life. You are in control of your life. Even if there's things that you can't control in it, you are in control of what you do in those situations. There's this one quote that I used to have in my mirror for the longest time. 10% of life is what happens to you, 90% of life is what you do with that. It's how you react. Like, so are you gonna react negatively and say, well, I give up. Like, I'm just not gonna do anything again. Or are you gonna be like, well, I'm gonna fucking try again and I'm gonna try harder. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna learn from my mistakes and I'm gonna do this and I'm going to succeed in life because I was meant to fucking succeed in life. It's all about you you have, you're behind the wheel in this. So anyways, I love you all. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I went on 10 different tangents. I honestly don't even know if this is exactly what I wanted to talk about, but you get the point. Anyways, um, I'll see you next Thursday at 6 PM and bye.